Welcome, everyone. This is the first episode of the Weezing Wide View, a, pod, a tech podcast by college students, for college students, and for everybody else. Um, and it's cheap, <laughs> at least for me. <laughs> so this is just a new podcast we just felt like doing, and I've been watching a lot of, or watching, wow, listening to a lot of different podcasts, and I thought I'd join in on the bandwagon, so I just thought, um, we do it, so we're doing it, right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, um, I'm Garrett, I'm one of the hosts, I, um, I am currently at school, or college, I'm going into computers, and that's why we're doing a tech podcast, and I guess that's everything to know about me. Um, I'm from a tiny town, very, very tiny so I guess that's all about me. Let's go over to my other co-host. Well, unlike you, I'm not from a small town. My graduating class was what twelve times the size of yours. Yes, mine was mine was like around thirty thirty two students. <laughs> my graduating class was six hundred and twenty three people. After we lost a few to you know pregnancies and drugs and jail. Oh, good. Yeah. So, I'm Nate. Um, I'm a junior at UW Green Bay, comp sci major. Oh yeah, I forgot. I'm a junior. I'm a junior too. And and much like Garrett, don't have a whole lot of disposable income. So the 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 majority of this is just going to be talking about stuff we read on the internet, as well as you know the very limited, limited, limited resources that we can get our hands on. Exactly. So it's basically just the internet and then our own two cents. <laughs> and a lot of wheezing. So that's an, via the name of the show. Actually, we were <laughs> sitting and we were all sitting watching a TV show and it popped in my head because I started wheezing because I was laughing so hard at a joke in the TV show. And that's why I came up for the wheezing live view because we are definitely going to have some laughs in this thing because I can't keep a straight face right now. I am smiling the entire time. <laughs> So, um, I guess we can get started here with our first topic, um, Chromebooks. Now, we all hate Chromebooks, or well, not all of us, I just know I do. I don't know about your opinion there. See, uh, my opinion on Chromebooks is, is, for the longest time, my opinion on them was they're just a glorified paperweight, and, and, and that was true when they first came out, um. You know, when Google first introduced the Chromebook, if you didn't have inter- a, a solid internet connection, there wasn't a whole lot you could do with them. They were, you know, it was a web browser. Um, that changed as Google started to introduce offline apps through the the Chrome Web Store, and then with their their some of their newer lines of Chromebooks, they started to um, allow uh, ports of Android apps to work as well. So, so with more you know offline capabilities, they became more than just a, a a web browsing device. Uh, I, w- I was I-, I saw this in the show notes and I and I did some 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 soul searching and and I you know for what I do day to day I could probably get away with using a Chromebook in my job. Um, I'm I'm a sysadmin uh, for a very small production uh, a very small uh, manufacturing company, um, and 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 I'm in and out of remote desktop sessions all the time so you know as long as as long as chromebooks have a, a, a an rdp client of some sort which 
last time I checked, they do. Don't quote me on it. I'm sure somebody will email me and go, you're wrong as all hell. But um, because I'm in and out of our uh, RDP sessions all day long, I'm pretty sure I could do the majority of my job from a Chromebook. Um, to that end, I also do a lot of front-end and back-end development. Um, that's where it gets iffy for me. Um, I, I don't know if there are any solid, reliable ports for um, any good IDEs for Chromebooks. Uh, so I, the majority of my day-to-day -day stuff I could definitely do on a Chromebook. I don't think any of that. I, I, I don't know that I could comfortably do any of the development on it. No, and um, for school and both like my personal life and also for work, um, I I like using Windows machines. I've only have a couple experiences with Chromebooks, and that was using a um, like a weird off-brand third-party like Smart Life or Smart Education Chromebooks, and those literally would break if you put too much pressure on the handle to open it. So <clears throat> I remember my school. <laughs> My school ordered, I think, like two or three carts of those things, and all of them broke. They all had to get sent back. They all had to just, and that was back to what you were saying, how they're just back, this was back when there was just Chrome, and then the Chrome apps. So, like, Docs and all their other ones I can't think of right now, so... But, um, the main thing about this topic is that, um... Chromebooks has had their best year ever in sales with four times as many Chromebooks sold in 2019, which is just Yeah, so I huge. saw this. When I first saw this um, in the notes, I was thinking it was talking about 2020, and my first thought was, oh, you know, big Rona, you know, everybody's getting sent home, schools are issuing, you know, one-to-one -one computing devices to all their students. But now that I look at this article, it's 2019, so I'm a little confused about that although okay so the article says according to analysts Chromebooks had an incredible 2020 and I'll put the uh, link for the, this Verge article in the, in the in the show notes but uh, uh, according to analysts Chromebooks had an incredible 2020 with the last quarter being the strongest ever for Google's laptops uh, according to research firms Gartner and Canalys uh, over 30 million of the devices shipped last year, uh, with somewhere between 11 and 11.7 million shipping in quarter four alone. Oh, yeah, no. So, <laughs> I should, you know, use my eyes and read. This is talking about 2020. Uh, yeah, so. I was just going to say, this was 2020. So, what what he said before, don't don't count that. That's not, no. We're going to leave it in there just to show his, just to show <laughs> him. But, no, you know, it's... That, I don't... I, I don't prepare for anything. You know, I, I came home from work today. I work an hour away from where I live. So I got off. Of work. Oh, shoot. I got off of work at five today. <laughs> drove home. It was six o'clock by the time I got home. By the time, you know, I finished opening boxes and getting drivers installed and whatnot. It was, you know, 630 and we were calling to do a sound check. So I have absolutely no preparation for this episode whatsoever. I was actually doing homework. So I was in the same boat. Um, I was actually just sitting at my desk. I'm like. Are we doing a podcast today? I think we are. I'm excited, but also a little bit nervous. So I just sat in my chair waiting <laughs> for any response from anybody saying like, okay, what are we doing? But 
No, we did. And anyway, I'm going to, I'm steering way off. I'm going to go right back to our topic. Um, anyway, back to Chromebooks. Uh, yeah, 2020. It was a good year for them. It was a good year. And again, I agree with what Nate said. Um, 20, 2020, big Rona, you know, and it has every single school or maybe companies uh, buying Chromebooks to send home with their, with uh, employees or students even possibly a faculty of schools because I mean all they have to do is push out stuff to Google Classroom and stuff like that uh, and I guess that's why I mean maybe not maybe just random people a lot of people bought Chromebooks because they have gotten a little bit fancy I remember going to Best Buy a couple of times and seeing like the really fancy like Asus and Samsung Chromebooks that actually had like the metal finish on them and stuff yeah there's there's no doubt that they're they're turning into I don't want to say high quality build because I mean it's still a Chromebook, but but I mean that aside, they're they're turning into decently built laptops. I mean I, you know my my sister has got uh one from let's see she's a junior so three years old now and you know my first time I saw it I was you know typical tech nerd oh hey cool let me let me touch it you know um opened it up and you know did the the finger on the back of the the monitor test the finger on the back of the lid test. And I couldn't see any of the, the LCD rippling. I couldn't see any of the, you know, how when you touch the back of a, a laptop lid, sometimes it'll do, uh, the, the pixels will go negative or something like that. I didn't see any of that happening. Um, and there's not a whole lot of deck flex to it either. It's a, it's a solidly built uh, laptop. That being said, it is, you know, one of Lenovo's more expensive Chromebook models. Um, yeah. I'm not sure exactly of the, uh, the model number off the top of my head. I can look it up, but... Um, it, it was it's a it's a solidly built laptop. I mean, I was impressed. Yes, uh, uh, my sister also. Uh, she also has a Chromebook. I don't know what model it was, but they sent it home in a really nice case. I think it actually is a Samsung. I think they ordered Samsungs for their school. I could be wrong, but um, it, and again, she doesn't like using it. But I mean, it's it's laptops and it's it because I I guess the understanding is there'd be so much more open with um windows machines and i mean i guess they can't do much with um flash being gone with cool math game cool math games and stuff being gone you can't play papa's pizzeria or wingeria or you can't play any of that <laughs> but um so i mean i guess they got it really locked down with those chromebooks instead of windows machines because i know you can there's a lot of bad things you could do on a windows machine I can personally attest to that. Um, so when I was in high school, I had the Samsung Chromebook 2, which was, I don't, if, if you remember the original Samsung, it was the big the big one with the 4-3 the to three, um, aspect ratio. But the next generation after that, no, sorry, this would be the 3, because the next generation after that was the silver one that broke into a billion pieces every time you opened it. Anyways, um, the, 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 the Chromebook that I had for school was um it was it was the 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 first uh it was the second 16 by 9 one sorry it was the they made uh samsung had the the big four to three uh aspect ratio chromebook then they made that first 16 by 9 um one that like i said was absolutely terrible Uh, every time you you know opened it a a piece of the hinge broke um (laughs) I had the generation after that. I had the black. It was a, it was that one that had kind of like the leathery feel on the top of it. That was ours. That the you know that smart life kind of thing. It looked like carbon fiber and stuff. It was all cool. But the moment you right, put your fingernails yeah. over it, it's like you wanted to it go was, 
you want your you want to start ripping your hair out and yeah it wasn't exactly the greatest build quality in the world but it's what they had at the time and it's what the school district bought but either way so i had that generation um chromebook and at the time the school district had uh shortly uh my freshman year of high school uh the school district had enforced this wallpaper that was basically um instructions for turning your chromebook in for the end of the year and they couldn't figure out either they couldn't figure out or they didn't want to which is entirely possible they couldn't they did for whatever reason they didn't remove it next september when we got issued the chromebooks back again so all of our chromebooks had this this wallpaper that was it was instructions for turning it in in, in you know may you know in september you don't really need to worry about turning in your chromebook yet so what they did was they enforced this really crappy pixelated version of the school district logo it was it was pretty bad so my buddy and i we you know shameless plug here decided to develop a a chromebook app that would it was literally the simplest thing ever but it was it was this full screen frameless window that sat behind everything and it opened on launch um and when you uh launched it it would bring up a little dialogue that was like hey we have these six you know built-in wallpapers or you can choose a color or you can upload one of your own and it you know allowed you to basically fake having your own wallpaper again even though the the the, the chromebooks administration policy uh was enforcing one of their own backpedaling a lot a lot a lot uh we were talking about you know chromebooks being locked down so on and so on we published this app to the chromebook web store and, you know, within a matter of a couple of months, we started getting emails from students in all sorts of other school districts saying, hey, you know, our, our, our sysadmins blocked this app. Can you re-upload it in a different name so that we can use it again? I can't tell you the number of emails that we got that kind of were, that were like that. I mean, yeah, that's, uh, again, every time we were told to use a chromebook i actually went to the library and grabbed a windows machine because that is just me um they had dell latitudes in my school they had i think like the they were the smaller ones but they weren't as huge and yeah a few of them were missing keys because i don't know why students think that is awesome or like that's cool of them to peel keys off because i was the one that had to replace those keyboards because i was actually in a so-called computer club back in high school and i had to do things like that uh replace keys and screens and batteries and that was back when actually laptops had like just the easy two clips pop the battery out pop a new one in boom done put it back in the cart and start charging it but um yeah i remember my english teacher um saying all right everybody grab a chromebook and then i would raise my hand and then she would know like oh of course and she'd call my name and i'd be like can i go get a dell and she's like yep you can go get a dell so i i would always go to the library get a dell because i just i couldn't even stand because i have i'm I have bigger hands and those tiny little keyboards on the Chromebooks that we had, it felt like one little keystroke was like five keys at a time. So I couldn't type papers right. <clears throat> and I mean, that's just me. <laughs> I don't know if it's anybody else out there, but I just didn't like the little tiny crappy Chromebooks that we had. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm not going to complain about my typing experience on my Chromebook because it wasn't, wasn't terrible. It wasn't great, but it, it certainly wasn't awful. You know, we could have definitely done worse. You know, we could have been one of the, the, the many school districts that, um, were 
issuing iPads or something and having to write something on a soft on a soft keyboard. That would I had not enjoyed that at all. So that was actually my school. We were actually one of the first test um, <clears throat> test classes in my school to have iPads. We had a card of iPads. The funniest thing is they didn't lock them down. My school did. They didn't. They were like, "Oh, we can trust the students. They won't put games or anything on it. We, they, you can put your own apps on it and stuff." Um, I remember my whole class downloading Minecraft on the App Store, and uh, <laughs> in some of our study halls, I have to admit we were playing Minecraft. Well, I mean, you kind of have to. Oh yeah, especially when Pocket Edition came out. That was right when it came out. Everybody was so excited. Uh, lately, I actually, I went back into Pocket Edition a few. Actually, I think a month ago. And it's changed so much, I can't even play it anymore. There's so much new stuff, it, it, I've lost it. So, I remember when Pocket Edition first came out, I was uh, sitting in my grandparents' basement. and I guess it's not when it first came out, it's, it's when I was introduced to it. I was sitting in my grandparents' basement, um, and a couple of my cousins were you know, playing this game with each other, you because know, it, uh, it had local LAN play, and... Um, you know, you were able to link up a bunch of phones, iPads, tablets, iPods, whatever. Um, because back in the time, you were, you know, you were cool if you had an iPod touch. Anyways, um, yeah, so we were sitting in uh, my grandparents' basement, and my cousins were playing this game. And I was looking over, and I'm like, you know, I was, I've seen, you know, some of my friends at school play this. And I'm in, what, like, middle school at this time? And they're like, oh, yeah, man, this is the greatest game ever. It's Minecraft. you got to get it. And this was at the, you know, I don't, I don't know if this was anybody else's parents, but... But my dad um, works in uh, information uh, infrastructure as well. So, you know, he's seen the dark side of the Internet and is afraid of, you know, it, rightly so. So, you know, my iPod was was locked down and, and I couldn't get any apps without his permission because it was his Apple ID on my iPod. Um, so I had to go ask for him to for, for him to install, you know, the free version of Minecraft for me. You know, this wasn't even I, I hadn't even paid for the eight dollar one yet. It was he. I asked him for the free version of Minecraft, and I had to bring like three or four of my cousins with me to vouch for you know the game because he wasn't gonna you know just freely put it on my iPod. But I guess long story longer, I got got Minecraft and we all started playing together. And you know, it was a couple months later. I was like, oh man, you know, the free version just isn't enough. I I, I need I need I need the full version. So. I don't remember what I said. I think I said it was some sort of an update or something that I swindled my dad into putting the password again for me so that I could buy the $8 version of the Pocket Edition. <laughs> yeah, I, I basically... Remember in iOS, it was earlier days, I didn't actually pay for Minecraft until way later because remember how you could sign into someone's I, Apple ID, someone else's? Mm -hmm. it, they didn't really have two-factor authentication yet, so they, it basically was you sign in... You download the app, and they only need your password when the app needs updating. So, we just shared Minecraft, and again, it, it might not be uh, <laughs> totally like legit or anymore. But again, after shortly after the person or friend in quotations um, gave me Minecraft, they wouldn't update it, so I finally splurged and bought the um, the eight dollar version with one of those fifteen dollar iTunes cards. Because that, I mean, yeah, man, that those were the days when you got an iTunes card. Um, that was when that was when you're like, oh, what can I buy? Is it games or music or TV shows or I don't know. 
Yeah, I, I remember for a couple of years there, that was the go-to for the grandparents. You know, we were, we were still in that phase of, oh, socks? I don't need socks. So, you know, the grandparents and the parents' go-to was iTunes cards. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that did, that did the trick because we were able to buy music, apps, whatever. You know, this was probably not before Spotify, but before Spotify. So, you know, people were still buying music rather than, you know, just paying for a subscription service. Yes. Um, now you get, you know socks or underwear or something for christmas and you're like yeah yeah man i needed that you know and when you get when you get older it actually your gift ideas change a lot um like me i remember always being like like actually the couple last couple years it's like yeah i'll get like this uh cool new pair of jeans i'm like yes this is great it's just what i wanted instead like i'm looking back five years ago i would be like clothes i wanted oh but now it's just like yes, and I mean I'm I'm thankful for every gift that I get on Christmas or on birthdays or whatever. But it's it, it was just funny how it's changed from like iTunes cards or video games and stuff, and then it moves over to clothes, jeans, socks. You know, maybe an iTunes card thrown in there or a Steam card or something like that. Maybe an upgrade for my gaming PC or like money for an upgrade. Um, but it's just, it's a, it's funny times. Yeah. I mean, perspective changes as you get older. I can attest to that. I've got a new set of underwear coming tomorrow and I'm stoked. <laughs> yes. Well, smooth, super smooth, not so smooth, uh, segue back to music and the iPod. This is something that we decided to come up with. It's called our throwback tech topic or the triple T. Um, we're going to have one randomly in every, <laughs> in every, um, every podcast episode where we're just going to talk about something that just brings back memories, either from childhood or right now or whenever. Um, and like we were talking about before the Apple iPod, um, and I just wanted to put here and I, again, this is going to be down in the show notes, but I just want to say that it started with humble beginnings. Like you remember the original iPod? Yeah. It was just this big thick thing that was white you know this half inch thick chunk of plastic and metal that yeah you had to really push down on it yep and it was it was crazy <clears throat> and i remember not a lot of people having them because i mean they already had mp3 players they were just like well, i don't need this i mean i really don't need it and and i remember microsoft was just like oh man that's a good idea and they came out with the zune oh man does anybody hear about the zune anymore do they even know what that is I barely even know what it is. Crickets. Yeah, crickets. <laughs> yeah, the uh, the original iPod was introduced in, what, 2001, I think? Um, and, it, you know, they boasted about having, you know, they were putting a thousand songs in your pocket. A thousand songs. Um, eventually, they did, they did end up making a second revision of the iPod uh, that allowed you to put 2,000 songs in your pocket. Um, but the, 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 the original model was, was five gigs and it could hold up to a thousand songs at 160, uh, kilobytes. So, you know, that was, you know, in 2001, that was, that was big nuts. You know, it was, that was big. Yeah, it was big. It was uh, like Apple trying to be every year revolutionary. It boasted a two inch, you know, black and white display that was 160 by 128. You know, that was the then. At ten hour battery life, you know, yeah. it took three hours to charge it, but <laughs> yeah. But um, then 
like as like so many people remember, the ones that I most remember are the ones with the wheel. The iPod Classic, which was the it looked like the original iPod, but it actually had a color color screen, had the spinny wheel thingy majiggy that did volume and you can watch movies on it. And me and my sister actually had iPod Nanos. They were actually the I think the second gen. They had different colors. I think mine was blue, her was pink hers was pink. And that was like it was so awesome. I remember having the still the thirty pin, you'd plug it in and then you have the headphone jack and all that stuff. And I remember just listening to music for hours on that thing because it would last forever. The fourth gen iPod actually I think was known as the iPod Touch, correct? No, that was that was a different line. That was actually the iPod Touch line. So in in somewhere in here they, they rebranded the iPod, the original iPod to the iPod Classic. Um uh, I don't remember exactly when that was, but um, the the iPod or the iPod Classic was always the one that just had you know the 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 inch, the inch you know four to three aspect ratio screen, um, and 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 for the longest time that was you know had the most demand you know that when yeah because they had those they had those large uh, capacities for it. Oh my God! You know, the the. The iPod, the sixth generation, I believe, had it was um, the top model was 160 gigs. Yeah, you know, that's amazing. Think about most phones anymore. Don't come, you know, you get them in 16 gigs, 32 gigs, 64. But they don't have 160. Even my my iPhone 12, I'm pretty sure, only has like 126 gigs worth of storage. You know, and that's for. You know, all of the system... Yeah, it's 100... Sorry, 128. Um, and that's for the entire system operating system. Uh, that's for all of the apps that it has to run. That's for music, photos, videos, everything. It needs to fit into 128 gigs. And in 2007, Apple sold an iPod with 160 gigs for nothing but music. I mean, you could run, you could put more than just music on it. You could put movies and stuff, but you had to look on that little screen for it. Right. These were predominantly just used for songs. You know, you, you had up to 36 hours of music playback. Uh, it had a two and a half inch backlit display. Uh, they, you know, had doubled their resolution. You know, it was now 320 by 240. It, it, it was, you know, made by, it was made with this, you know, anodized aluminum case that felt good in the hand versus you know the 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 plastic thing that they they you know released in 2001 i really think that apple should bring something like that back because they're actually doing more simple things now like the ipad just a regular old ipad um there's rumors about just a regular old macbook coming back um and then stuff like the Mac Mini and stuff like that. But I'm thinking they should just bring back just an iPod, like the iPod Classic, something that people can listen to the car, but it can also connect to Apple Music. It, it, it can allow you to put those songs on there for people that own the subscription, or it can put Spotify on it or different apps. So it's something that people can keep in their car. Like me, I have an older car, so I don't have Bluetooth. I have aux. So it's it's kind of hard nowadays with the iPhone 11 and all that. And I have no headphone jack. So I have to use dongle on top of dongle on top of dongle to connect and play my music. Bluetooth. Simple solution. Just go Bluetooth. I don't Stop have it Bluetooth. with the wires. Nobody needs wires anymore. Stop it with the... Just my Bluetooth. radio does not have Bluetooth. Okay, but you've got that little Bluetoothy doodad thingy. I got a little... Yes, I got a little dongle from Walmart for like $5 that hooks up Bluetooth. 
and it talks with like the the weirdest voice ever. It's like Bluetooth connected. Hey, but it's Bluetooth, man. Everything's better with Bluetooth. It's <laughs> that's true, but I mean, I would still like it. Would be really cool to have just an iPod that would stay in the car, except out in the winter times because I think it would freeze and crack and break. But um, it would be nice just to keep it in the car, charge it when I need it, and play what I want when I want it. But go go to the corners of the internet and buy an iPod Touch. They're still selling those, right? I actually still have mine, and there are they are still um. Selling them on Apple. Mine's a little bit older. Like I said, mine was the fourth gen, which that's why I'm moving into a, uh, our next part of this topic, which was a burst in popularity. Like Nate said before, you weren't cool unless if you had an iPod Touch, which I think the real burst in popularity was at the fourth gen because that was when it got really cool because they had the headphone jack, they had the Wi-Fi, the App Store, everything. I think it was running iOS 5 something when it came out or 6. I think it was 5 or 6. The- Fourth gen was running iOS five when it was released, I believe. And then, it, um, and then it stopped at like six point something. Six point one point six. Six point one point six. Yep. So I had mine, and I got mine before my sister, of course, because she, I mean, she was still little when I got mine because I was little. But nope, I'm sorry, they shipped with iOS four. iOS four. So it was old, it was older. Um, but I remember I got a white eight gig, and that was. That was my only Christmas present that year, but I was so excited because I was just like, oh my gosh, I have an iPod. I am the coolest kid in school right now. And I, I was- saved up my birthday money for like two years to buy one. And they weren't, the, the thing of it is, they weren't all that much money. You know, no. when, they, when they first came out, you know, the iPhone or the, sorry, the, wow. See, that's my, well, that's what I'm talking about. The, the iPod touch has just kind of been overshadowed by the iPhone, you know, <laughs> when it was, when it was released in, in 2007, when they killed the iPod classic. It um it was it was hailed as being a stripped down version of the iPhone, so I mean it, it was literally an iPhone without the phone or messages app. Yeah, no, no, and that changed with the the you know the the introduction of the iMessages and whatnot. You know, you were able to using your 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 Apple ID, you were able to communicate with other people with an Apple ID, and then there were things with you know text now and. Text plus and or I remember um, where it would give those you like call a, apps a, where you could yep, like call people on your you iPod a, Touch phone number and yep yep so again burst in popularity iPod Touch uh, generation four I remember everybody had one and then all of a sudden it just felt like it tapered off like everybody started getting iPhones yeah they released the Touch fi- the iPod Touch five and you know. It was super cool because it shipped with iOS 7 on it. And, you know, that that was when they, they transitioned to that flat UI. And then you just stopped hearing about them. They came in different colors, too. Everybody was so excited about the colors. and That was the first iPod that they released with product red, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. And, um, and besides uh, the iPad and all that, I think it's the only Apple device that comes with a headphone jack. So, are they still putting the headphone jack on the iPod? Yes, they are. Um, but it, it's so weird because, um, like I said here in the notes, I said it was just a silent push into the invisible corners of Apple's website. And because it's true, the iPod Touch is actually still for sale. It is still on. It's still for sale. It's I think it's still the fifth generation. They never came out with a new one. Um, you can still buy it. It's still supported. 
they did come out with a 7th gen. They refreshed it in 2019. That was the first time since 2015 that they have refreshed it. But it doesn't look it doesn't look any different on the outside. No, it's probably it, just internals. You know, it's for the most part the same. It's it uh um they launched it with uh iOS 12, I believe. Um we're on 14 right now, right? I yeah. believe so. But it's it's weird because it literally I've I again I go poking around the Apple website once in a while to find things that that are just forgotten or just just don't exist anymore. So I'll go in and it's under music. Like the iPod is listening to music, but it's like hidden way to the right. See, I didn't feel like going and searching for it. I just or going and finding it throughout all the submenus. I literally just clicked the search button and put an iPod. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's the thing. People have to either search for it or go digging for it. So that's why I'm just saying now in the age of iPhones and all that, people don't really want an iPod. And Apple still really likes to talk about it. And people will still talk about it. They're like, oh, what's the iPod like in 2021? And it's just like, well, it's literally an iPhone without the iPhone. You know, I'm... I, I'm 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 definitely one to keep the headphone jack around. I I have run into a couple of situations relatively recently where it would still be nice to have one. Though that you know that being said, uh, for Christmas this year I was given a, a a set of AirPods, and ever since getting those, you know they have Bluetooth capability to connect to things that aren't Apple. You know you open the case, hold down the little button until the white light starts to flash, and it can connect anything just like a regular set of Bluetooth earbuds. I haven't really needed a headphone jack anymore, and this is the ecosystem that 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 by starting the 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 headphone jackless you know phones era that they were kind of going to you know you you're not able to make things completely water resistant with you know all the ports that they have and this that and the other thing you know so they they I'll be honest I was I was a big 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 naysayer when they started to to phase the headphone jack out and, and i'm not necessarily minding it now to be honest with you so you know i got airpods and and they're working great you know it's they're not they wouldn't be good podcasting sound devices you know i've got my big headphones on right now you have your big headphones on right now listening you know as a as a monitor for the show here but you know for for every day you know everyday use where latency really doesn't matter they work perfectly fine i use them for you know my asynchronous class meetings i use them at work for music i use them at work for phone calls you know they're for the niche that they're designed for they work perfectly fine uh, you know I, I i wouldn't need anything more fancy that being said though the the airpods max <laughs> <laughs> and well also i have uh well I've had mine, I have the first iteration of them before the wireless charging case. Um, I purchased them at Walmart, of course. I mean, it's Walmart. But I I bought them, and they were really nice. Um, they were really nice sound quality. I still use them to this day. Um, there are a few chips in them from them falling out of my ears. But that is only because that is, I think that's um, user error. I think I don't put them all the way in my ears because it, it is not that comfortable in my ear after a really long period of time. But it is just, it's nice to just be able to pop the case open, put the, put the pods in, and then 
listen to your music, especially with the iPhone. You don't have to hook them up via Bluetooth with, uh, unlike with Android devices, but now all of a sudden you can just pop it open on the iPhone. The iPhone recognizes it, and then you can just pop it in and start playing music. So, and and that's all great in you know a hundred and fifty two hundred dollar package, you know, like the AirPods are. I don't know, man. I just can't fathom spending five hundred and fifty dollars on a set of big headphones with this same capability. I mean, the latency on AirPods is. Like I said, it's not good enough to be good for anything that you would need, you know, big headphones for. And and I feel like that's the niche that Apple might be trying to target with the AirPods Max. And and I don't think they're going to do it using the AirPods technology unless they do something to drastically improve the, the latency issue. I mean, they have a good ecosystem with the AirPods and the AirPods, um, AirPods Pro. And I don't really like the AirPods Pro because they're just the, the nose, the nose pieces. Wow, the ear pieces. <laughs> I keep, yeah, I stick AirPods up my nose. I, that's how I listen yes. to music. That's how you listen to. That's how you listen to it. Yes, um, but I just use the regular ones because I can just pop them in. I don't need to adjust like the little ear pieces or anything and go in. And that's the same thing with the AirPods Max. I don't want to walk around with these big honking things on my ears. Walking around and like saying like walking my dog when I go back home. Uh, when I walk my dog, I put my AirPods in um, to walk. And but walking around with those big things on, I just feel like I look like I'm scanning for debris and stuff. Like I look like one of those guys with the metal detectors, but instead of a metal detector, it's a dog. And. <laughs> <laughs> But um, I just don't see spending $550, and don't get me wrong, Apple probably, is, the build quality on them is probably amazing. Apple being Apple, that's what they're good at, you know? They're, they're good at making a simple product look and feel amazing. But $550 for them, I don't really feel that is worth it. <laughs> but I mean, that's up, to, that's up to you guys, and I mean, that's up to every, every listener that's listening, um, is that you can... It's your money. You want to do what you do. I'm just going to say that I'm too cheap enough to buy them to review them. And I'm even too cheap to like look at the page and like even think, hmm, maybe I should buy these. Because no, I, <laughs> I, I'm, that's what I'm afraid of too. And I've, I've listened to this in other podcasts and stuff too, that people are afraid that they're just going to cut the regular AirPods which I don't know if I could deal with it. I don't see them doing that. I'll be not, I'll be entirely honest with you. I don't see them cutting a popular product like that. You know, think of 2 years ago was it when, you know, that whole AirPods thing went around where it was, you know, if you have one of these, you're you're part of an elite cult essentially. Um I I I don't see Apple killing such a such a popular product. Well, I mean, who knows? Apple has been known for killing some good things that we like. I mean, that's what they do. <laughs> I mean, a.k.a. headphone jack or um, the 17-inch MacBook Pro. A lot of people oh, like that God, one. Don't get, let's, let's, not, let's not go down that road. We're going down that one. road. No, the, I had the, one. I the G4 Cube. Come on. The G4 Cube. <laughs> oh, so old. Oh, it's amazing. But you Which, know it's not old. Mm. The Apple Watch Six. 
The Apple Watch 6, um, I have to say, and I, I know what you're going to say because you just got one, but I just want to say this first. I got the Apple Watch Series 3, and I've had it for three years, so 3 plus 3 equals 6. So I technically have a 6, but mine's just a 3. <laughs> okay, but that argument doesn't track because you don't have two threes. You have one three. Ergo, you have half of the six. Right, so mine's half as much no, better, just right? stop. Stop. No, my... Stop with the logic. Don't. You're my... going to hurt my brain. I don't... No, stop. Okay, but I have an Apple Watch Series 3, and mine's a lot different from his. Um, just because saying right now, especially storage-wise, I think they came stock with eight gigs of storage. So kind of like my iPod Touch. Apple Watch Series 6 and SE that I've seen come with 32 gigs of storage. Um, and they also just, they support so much more. And especially, I'm stuck on the beta for watchOS 6. And I can't get off of the beta because I don't have enough space to get myself further. <laughs> so, and a lot of those new capabilities um, are not available to me, but I really want to hear what you have to say after spending $460 on a new Apple Watch Series 6, my good sir. First of all, yes, it was expensive. I understand that. But let me also tell you something. I was a Pixel user for a long time. Ugh. I supported Android for the longest time. I still do. In fact, I still believe that Android is the superior phone. Fight me on that if you want. I'm Don't going to. Don't you dare Apple say what is. you're about to say. There it Apple is. is. Stop. It's Apple. No. Okay, so... I have to preface this whole thing by saying I bought an iPhone 12 Pro in November. And I did so for one and only one reason. The Apple Watch Series 6. Apple, without a doubt, makes the best smartwatch on the market. W without a doubt. I had a, I believe it was a TicWatch E uh, when I had my Pixel 2. It was, it was, you know, just $100. I didn't have great expectations for it going in, but it was, you know, this $110 uh, Android Wear OS watch. And it was good for a while, but it lasted about a year, and then it died. I actually have it in a pile waiting to go to the recycling. I just wanted to go in that there, so. <laughs> oh, it'll be a sad day. But, but yeah, no, I had a, I had a TicWatch E uh, for about a year, and it was good. It was okay. It had a really beautiful OLED display. Um, uh, the Google Assistant was kind of shoddy on it, um, which which is saying something because I'm a diehard believer in the, in the Google Assistant. I have you know, I have one, two, three, four assistants in my in my house plus you know, one, two, three Chromecasts driving big ass speakers so we can you know get that 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 speaker group whole home audio feel um i had to mess around with the the the, the, the speaker latency a little bit to, to get everything to sound right but it, but it works you know so i'm a big believer in 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 the google assistant ecosystem it was not up to par on on this tick watch you know and 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 for only spending a hundred dollars on it like i said it sounds like i'm 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 critiquing the hell out of it but it was not a good watch um so when when my Pixel 2 started to, to die, you know, it got to the point where I needed to charge it two or three times a day. And I was like, you know what? Enough's enough. This was in, you know, September. So I was like, the iPhone 12 will come out pretty soon. I'll just, you know, wait for that to come out. So the iPhone 12 came out. I bought it um, on the day that it was out for US Cellular. I bought it that morning. 
Um, and I went for two and a half, three months. Let's see. It's February the 11th, I believe, as we record this. Um, I went for, you know, two, three months without buying the only reason that I had uh, for justifying the purchase of a thousand dollar, a thousand dollar iPhone. Um, and, and, and I took that time to get, you know, reacquainted with the iOS, you know, ecosystem. Cause the last time I had used iOS was iOS eight, I believe was the last one that I used with my iPhone SE. I had the first gen SE before, for, uh, before my pixel two, you had some catching up to do. I had a little bit of catching up to do. So, you know, I bought the iPhone 12 and they brought in things like widgets and, and, you know, it was, it was cool to see how far Apple had come. Though I do have to say, Android had widgets first. But that's all I'll say. Okay. So anyways, over, okay. Uh, it was last weekend, I bought a Apple Watch Series 6. And I've had it for almost a week now. And I have to say, I love it. It was well worth the $460. Really? My, my wallet had a little bit of a stroke. But I love it. I love it a lot. Now, see... I got the Apple Watch actually for a graduation present when I graduated high school, and it was so awesome. I asked, um, I think it was my parents who got me it, and I still thank them to this day because it is awesome, but I wanted a Series 1. I remember they were on sale at Walmart. Again, Walmart. Technology at Walmart is sometimes good price, and... I saw it was on clearance because they were clearing them out because the Series 3 came out. So I was just like, well, I'll be happy enough with the Series 1. They actually went out and got me a Series 3, 38 millimeter, And I was just like, I was ecstatic. I, I could not believe that I had it. And, and I started my freshman year of college, and I wore it every single day. And I've worn it every single day since. And I have to say, except for a couple of bugs now... And I think it's just because it's of its age, it's getting older. It'll shut off at random times, and it will restart at random times. But still to this day, it'll hold a charge throughout the day for me. And it it basically just tells the time for me, and it just gives me my notifications on my wrist without taking my phone out of my pocket. Which, you may call me lazy, and I am. Don't get me wrong, I am. But I do have to say Apple... Um, if they held up their build quality on the Series 3 and they made so many improvements on the Series 6, I will assure you that the Series 6 will go for three years plus. At least. And you're going to buy one. I don't know. I keep yes, tossing around. Nope. I, don't. Yeah. You're, you're going to buy one. No. I got to bring this up for podcast reasons. and But I keep thinking I just should get this SE. I keep looking at it and I keep... I was actually tempted to buy one a couple of weeks ago because there was an open box one at Best Buy and it was like, I don't know, 20 or $30 off the original price because the box was open and the box was slightly damaged, but the watch was fine. I keep looking at it and I keep comparing the two, the Watch 6 and the SE, and I'm just like, well, do I need all this fancy stuff? Do I need the blood oxygen thing? Do I need the ECG app? Do I need the always on display? I don't think I need the always on display because honestly, I think that would scare me in terms of battery life and stuff. But I mean, cause I, I'm used to my series three where the screen's off until I raise my wrist. So I See, mean, I, now, guess I understand. Me. 
I understand that the watch is that the watch that I bought is still new. However, I do have the always on display turned on, um, and I easily get through an entire day um, plus sleep without losing battery. Um, I I get up at you know quarter after five in the morning, uh, throw my watch on a charger, uh, let it charge while I'm you know putting on my makeup and all the things, and when I am ready to leave for the day at like six o'clock, take it off the charger and it's full, if not most of the way full. Um, and some of that might have something to do with the, the smart charging feature where it'll only charge up to 80% until it thinks you need the rest of the battery. Um, but it, but it lasts me, even if it, you know, this morning it only charged up to like 79% because I got out of bed pretty late, but it at 79%, it lasts all the way through the day. It is at 39% as we speak, and I'm not going to throw it on the charger again even for five minutes before bed tonight. I'm going to go to bed. Um, it says it needs 30% to get through the night to be able to wake you up in the morning. And, you know, at 39% now, I I shouldn't have to and won't have to uh, throw it on the charger again before before I get up tomorrow morning. So yeah, I don't know. I am still tossing around the idea of the Series 6 versus the SE. I might just splurge and buy a 6, but I, again, like I said at the beginning of this podcast, I am an absolute cheapskate. I don't fathom spending that much money. $460 on a watch. Yeah, see, I, here's the thing. I've got, you know, the, the little angel and the devil sitting on your shoulders that tell you to do the things. Yeah. I have I have both uh, screaming in my ear in the factor or in in the form of a uh, girlfriend saying treat yourself over and over and over again. So that is true, and that still goes like when again they I still hear that in the back of my head sometimes when I'm at the store because I hear <laughs> the treat yourself when I'm looking at something and I'm like I don't need this, and then I hear in the back of my head treat yourself, and I'm like treat yourself. You're right. I should treat myself. So yes, I have the same thing. Like the devil and the angels, just saying. You know what? You know what that? Uh, you know what that uh, lady said to treat yourself, and I'm just like, right, treat yourself. Yeah, that's. Uh, yeah, that was his uh, girlfriend saying, treat yourself, and I, I do agree that yes, I'll treat myself. So I'll just grab something, and I. So yes, I should, you know, quote unquote, treat myself to a new Series Six, but I'm just not sure if it's worth it. Buy a Series Six. I guess I'll have to see. I guess I'll have to... Nope, buy a Series 6. Okay. But anyway, with the purchase of a new Apple Watch, you actually get Apple Fitness Plus. You get three, you get, you get three months, I believe. Um, uh, yes. And I was just reading... Uh, again, we get all our sources from articles and stuff. But Apple Fitness Plus will soon let you cast two different smart TVs with um, Aircast available on them which is i think companies like samsung and lg they are actually becoming available to actually aircast your apple fitness plus because now right now you can only allow apple devices like apple tvs and your ipads hooked up to the tv and stuff like that or just your iphone balanced on like a book and then that's your workout place so i definitely think this is going to open it up for people and let them actually work out in different rooms without an Apple TV or anything, which again, little tangent, but Apple really needs to release a new generation of the Apple TV. I'm just saying it has been a really long time and I'm waiting for it. Okay. Side tangent over. 
<laughs> I'm just waiting for it. Um, but Apple Fitness Plus actually looks like a pretty good um, platform. Have you tried it? I haven't. Um, I've been meaning to, but I, you know, I work 10 hour days an hour away from, from my house. So, I, you know, by the time I get home and I, I'm wiped and ready for bed. So I will make that my homework for next week. Next week's show, I will report back to you as to how Apple Fitness works. I, I, I will give it a, I will give it the good old faith effort. Well, again, with my, um, I don't mean to boast here, but my, uh, Apple watch series three still has that fitness tracking. So I actually go to the gym. I usually go two, two times a week. Um, this week I went one times a week cause one times a week I am tired, <laughs> but at the same time, I'm just stupid. But anyway, um, the fitness tracking, I go to the gym about one time a week, one or two times a week. This week it was just once. Um, but anyway, I just do the fitness tracking. Like I walk on the treadmill or I run on the treadmill and I'll just record what I do. I think it would be very cool. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that is my one we got from the chat. So thank you. That is my one. Uh, um, but anyway, uh, what um, I'm meaning to say is with the Apple Watch Series 6 or with the SE I would love to actually try Apple Fitness Plus because that would actually give me... Because sometimes I don't have time to walk all the way over in the gym, especially this week where it's really cold. I don't really feel like walking over there. So I think the ability to cast Apple Fitness, you like your workout to a TV and actually like just move a coffee table, move a couple of chairs and actually just do your workout in your own home. I think that's amazing. And I think... And I've heard good things about it. Like it actually puts your rings up on the right-hand corner or in some corner of the uh, TV, and it'll actually just track your stuff. And when you complete something, your trainer will actually say, like, good job, and stuff like that. So it's really, really cool. I was actually just watching a few things on it, and it was it was pretty cool. So I'm looking forward to if I buy a new Apple Watch, which I'm probably, probably going to treat myself. <laughs> but um, when I do... Um, I am definitely going to use the three months of Apple Fitness Plus and actually maybe buy the subscription afterwards. We'll have to see. Now, the only disappointing part to this is it looks like Apple, being true to Apple fashion, is only going to support AirPlay um, and AirPlay 2. Uh, They're not going to uh, support Chromecast, which really kind of sucks because all of the TVs in my house are, are, are Chromecast only. So maybe I'll have to figure out some sort of a, a hack to get that to work. But uh Right, but even then, um, just supporting other TVs that have it just built in. Right, that's a that's that's a step in the right direction, but I I don't think we're far enough yet. Instead of just saying no, you either have to hook up HDMI cable to your Mac or iPad, or you have to buy an Apple TV. Now you can just buy a TV and cast to it, which or sorry, cast that is Chrome Talk. Um, you can air aircast to it, so. But, um, which moves into my next thing. If you exercise too much, you might, uh, keel over and pass out, which is what GameStop almost did. Oh, <laughs> GameStop, I, I'm, ter- <laughs> I'm terrible at transitions. That was, that was a segue. GameStop almost a dying company. It, it literally, its stock was plummeting. They were ready to start closing stores. Has risen from the dead. It has crawled out of where, the, in that dark hole where Sears and... Kmart and Shopco were hiding. So before you keep going, I have to ask, are you an owner of GameStop now? 
I am not. Are you? No. I was just like, why? Why? Because, <laughs> and I'm just saying here again in the notes I'm reading, I said, thanks to GameStop, the... Uh, or thanks to the stock market, not GameStop, GameStop has possibly saved from its demise, which, yes, it was true. Um, GameStop was going to close. They actually closed a few tiny stores. Like, I had one 30 minutes away from my hometown. Uh, They closed a long time ago because they weren't making money. And half of the reason is why I don't really like GameStop and because I stopped going there is they wouldn't really treat you like your games were worth something or your game systems were worth something. I would literally take a game in there that I recently bought for, I don't know, $20, $30. And I would go in there. They'd offer me like $2 for it. And I understand they got to make money and stuff, but it's just weird how a company that I knew for sure was going to go down in the dumps was just saved by people going, okay, let's invest in this. Uh, see, I'm not entirely convinced I'm not entirely convinced that they're back. I they during that whole fiasco they peaked at uh, $483 a share and and now they're back down to uh, $51.10 as of close today. So I'm not 100% convinced that they're back. I think this was just kind of a fun hey screw you to the, It was just you know, a defibrillator, you know, clear shock in the stock price. The money shape blips, but uh, but she's she's not making no more money anymore. So I have a feeling um, for all you GameStop fans out there, um, GameStop here is going to be closing here pretty soon, uh, especially with COVID. And they, uh, here's my biggest thing: I would shop at Goodwill or Goodwill. Go oh, GameStop. That's a whole another rabbit hole that we don't need to go down today. That's another. That's a whole. That's a whole like show in and of itself. GameStop. I meant I would shop there. Only if they would carry older things. Like me, um, I guess this is the thing that to know about me. I collect older systems, uh, like what I used to have when I was a kid, like PS2, GameCube, uh, SNES, which I haven't found one yet, um, and just older systems like that. Like I have a PlayStation Classic and uh, a regular PlayStation. But anyway, I'm getting sidetracked again. Um GameStop actually throw, and again, this was something that they discovered a while back. If something's not valuable to them or too old, they will just either throw it away or host it on their website for sale. Which angers me because I would really like to go inside the store and buy older games. Like, there's a few local stores around here that do that where I can go in and buy GameCube games, Game Boy games, um, PS2 games. It's really cool. And I'll go there about once a month. You know, I need, again, I'm a cheapskate, but I'm, I'm not that much of a cheapskate that I can't buy games. Um, but I will go in, buy games. But when I go to GameStop, either the case was missing and it's just the disc, or it's games that no one wants and they're ridiculously priced, or the games, there's just so many copies of them and they're just all sports games. So when I go into, when I would go into GameStop, it was more like, at the same time, yes, GameStop, I know they're going to have games, but I'll go in there and I'm really disappointed of what they have because it's either overpriced or it just it's not what I was looking for. Unfortunately, I don't have a whole lot to contribute to this because I'm not big in the in the game market. You know, as we talked about earlier, Minecraft was about all my foray into the game world went. MC for life. <laughs> 
Um, but yes, and uh, I would always, and I would always see, you know, the cases in there. Like, remember the Nerf gun case for the DS? I don't know if anybody else remembers that when Nerf actually made. No, I don't. But I'll take case your word for the word for it. Yes, yes. Which again, horrible transition into our final topic, but it is about the Apple Watch. Or oh, what? Oh my God! First of all, no, it's the leather case, not the watch. Second of all, what the hell does the Nerf case have to do with the iPhone? It's case? a transition, okay? It might not be the greatest, and my voice just cracked. My homework is to try Apple Fitness Plus. Yours is to get better at segways. Go watch a couple of <laughs> LTT videos. Oh, okay, okay. I'll have to listen to some other podcasts. But anyway, <laughs> um, it's uh, a new leather case. Actually, not quite new, new, but it's new to me. Uh, as I don't think I mentioned, but uh, I he has the eleven or he, well, he has the twelve iPhone twelve. I have the iPhone eleven Pro Max. Um, I've had it for about a year now. I think it's one of the best iPhones I've ever had. Um, a part of Face ID, love Face ID, except when you're wearing a mask, but I guess that's out of our control. Hey, the next, the next, I believe it's the next either iOS, I think it's the next iOS update is going to support watch unlock. Really? If you're wearing your watch, it will, I don't, I don't know all of the details on this, so don't quote me on it, but I believe if you are wearing your watch and uh, it recognizes parts of your face, maybe... It'll unlock while you're wearing your phone. Will unlock while you're wearing your mask. I don't know. I don't know all of the details of it. I don't know if it's a, if there's a proximity thing where your phone has to be within so many inches of your watch, or you know if there's going to be some sort of two factor on your watch where you have to tap. I don't think so. I think it's if your watch is on your wrist or it's unlocked. I think it combines somehow with Face ID, but I don't know that for certain. Hmm. Okay. Well. Um... Again, it's a 64 gig model. Um, it's the green. It's the green one. And again, I like it. Um, and I'm more of a fanboy for the Apple cases. Like I used to get outer boxes and like third party outer boxes off Amazon for like when I had my five, my iPhone 5s and my 5c, and I had I had the six uh, plus. But that's when I started getting into like, hey, I should buy an Apple case once in a while. So I started buying, when I, when I got my iPhone 6S, I bought the Apple leather case, and it was very flimsy. There were uh, it, it, there was a lot of improvements that needed to be made. Um, the buttons were kind of smushy. They weren't really, like, solid. And the case, like, the Apple logo on the back wore off very quickly, so nobody could tell it was really an Apple case. So I was, like, strutting around, like, oh, yes, I have an Apple Watch leather, or, oh, gosh, an Apple iPhone leather case i can talk i'm not so convinced that that's the case just being honest oh you're so mean you big man what else is new yep uh but anyway so but then i got it for the eight and it was a little bit better but again the apple logo wore off again and the buttons were not that like they were still mushy like i couldn't touch like i couldn't really adjust the volume and put the phone to sleep without it like freaking out or like it would be like hey you want to turn your iphone off and it's like well no i just want to i just want to put it to sleep um so then i had my iphone 8 for the longest time until i got this thing um and it, let me just say it was hard to get used to especially with face id i was going from a home button to no home button and it was a difficult process but i made it Oof. but um 
I actually, the first time when I got this phone, uh, I actually picked it up from the cell phone store. Um, I went with the Cellcom, uh, but it is, um, when I picked it up, I immediately ordered a screen protector because that's how I am because I, I am very clumsy and which results in me dropping my phone a lot. So I'd rather crack a screen protector than scra or crack my phone itself. Um, and I bought and I spent uh, almost $50. It was actually like 45 on the black leather case. And I'm like, well, I'll give it one more shot. If not, I'm just going to order like a off-brand leather case or some kind of case. And I got it. There was a lot of improvements. Uh, the buttons are actually now solid with plastic on the volume adjusting and on the um, power. So I am actually able to press it and it will actually respond to me. It won't try to take a snapshot or it won't try to do anything weird. And I actually like what they've done. And I've had, uh, I had a black one for a long time. Now I think for it's about a year and two months and the Apple logo is still visible. I can still see the Apple logo and I like how the leather has also worn to the point where it looks like like weathered leather. Like I don't know what the proper word is, but like one of those old jackets, like a biker jacket, like a guy has been wearing for a really long time. You can see like the wrinkles in the leather, the age in it. It's kind of like my phone case, but I don't, I'm kind of getting sick of it. <laughs> It's <laughs> face palming, but um, I I don't have words. I I I I don't know. get back to your biker chick of a case. Biker. It was a biker jacket. I said a biker leather jacket because that was the only thing I think of right now. But anyway, like I said, I'm tired. But um, <laughs> a couple weeks ago. I was looking on Amazon, like I do. Um, again, like I said, for the third or fourth time now, I am a cheapskate. Um, and I wanted the blue one because I like the midnight blue. I had it on my iPhone 8. It looked nice. And so I checked, and they had one. Uh, and it said $50 normally, but there was an open box one for $25 on Am in Amazon's warehouse. I ordered it, and of course, in two days it was here. I love Prime shipping if you do not have it, and especially if you're a student. You should check and see if you have a six-month free whatever Prime thingy-majiggy for um, students. The thingy-majiggy. Yes. Trademarked by Amazon. <laughs> yes. Um, but anyway, uh, it was here in two days. Again, like I said, I like the free shipping with Prime. Uh, but anyway, um, I put it on the phone, and it looks amazing. Like it's It's a midnight blue, but they made it a little bit lighter of a color. And uh, I love how the Apple logo is so like indented into the case that it'll take a long time for it to wear away. And again, the buttons are the same, so I knew it was going to be the same case. I just like the new color. So I mean, if anybody's out there thinking about a different color for their case, you can go on Apple's website and, and actually to the store and check what case you want. And once you have that case, or pick a color like silicone or leather, I... Personally, go with leather because the silicone cases, I've tried one, like at the store, like at an Apple store before, again, before COVID happened, they just don't feel nice in the hands, to me anyway. It feels like it's it's really easy to like just fall out of your hand. Um, but I really, really like how you can test it before you buy it. So like I did, I got a deal for $25, half off the original price, but I would gladly, and this is the words coming from a cheapskate here. I would gladly pay the $50 for a brand new leather case 
for the iPhone. It is absolutely amazing, and it's very protective. I've dropped my phone like I think four or five times on concrete with the leather case, and it only scuffed the leather and made it look really cool. Then instead of breaking my phone, so. See, you spent fifty bucks on a leather case. I have spent six dollars, I believe, on this ESR silicon case and. The quality difference is quite obvious. This one's starting to chip in the corners, and it's going to be time for me to replace it soon. But uh, Well, um, <clears throat> this is just me, an Apple fanboy. I'm a partial Apple fanboy. I'll just say that. You're a complete Apple fanboy. I don't have a Mac yet. Um, I keep yet. looking at them. Keywords yet. on yet. Yet. I keep looking at them, but um, I still can't. I don't know if I can move away from the Windows infrastructure just yet. Um, but... I definitely recommend from one Apple user to another iPhone user, you should definitely try to look at either the silicone case, even though it wasn't for me, it might be for you, or I would definitely, definitely look into a leather case. See, I've been thinking about buying one of the cases that have the MagSafe rings in the back. Oh, yeah. My my wireless charger kind of died on me the other day. Well, it didn't die. It just, I plugged in the Apple Watch. I bought one of those three-in-one stands that's got like, the charger for the phone and the charger for the AirPods and the charger for the the, the, the stand for the charger for the, the Apple Watch. And there's this thing in for the for the Apple Watch charger. You put the, the, the charger that comes from Apple into the stand and then goes the wire goes down into the pad and you coil it up and you plug it into the bottom of the pad. And then you close the door and it's all hidden and it looks like it's, you know, blah, 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 blah. Well, I plugged in the, the, the charger for my watch and it made this super, super, super high-pitched squeal to the point where, you know, I I didn't hear it that night going to bed because I watched TV going to bed. But when I woke up in the morning, I my alarm went off and I dismissed it and the room was silent. And all I heard was this really high-pitched, like, transformer squeal. Sounds like he's telling a scary story. He got very, like, just everybody got quiet, and he just, like, really got up close to the microphone. I'm going to tell you a story about this mysterious squeal from an Apple Watch charger. But, um, yes, MagSafe. Um, Yeah, so I'm thinking about purchasing a uh, one of the cases with the MagSafe rings in the back. Um, You could also attach a wallet to it. Yeah, but see, here's the thing. I don't know that I want to do that because the 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 wallet it doesn't. It's make a strong. Very hard. It's a strong magnetic. It's it, but okay, but it's not to sliding though. I'm not worried about it falling off the phone. I'm worried about when I put it in and out of my pocket that I'm gonna do so, and the lip of my wallet is gonna catch on my pocket and it's just gonna slide off and I'm gonna leave it somewhere. I mean, I guess like me being a cheapskate, um, I would look on Amazon for one of those wallets and just test it. Test it. Test it on the phone with the case. If it doesn't yeah, work, but in doing that, there's no real it. way of testing it because it's a cheap knockoff. So you're not going to get the Apple quality. No, they the they Apple sell the Apple they, magnets. Trademark. They sell the Apple ones on Amazon. Maybe I'll have to buy a whole Apple resale pallet or a uh, 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 Amazon warehouse resale pallet. See if yeah, I yeah, lucky. yeah. We'll go. We'll, I'll go have these. <laughs> see what we see if we can find some gems. Just as long as they drop the pallet at your apartment, not at my house. Oh, fine. So, yes, definitely recommend 
uh, new charger. And on the subject of a MagSafe, this is just another detour. I heard from this was again from not an article really. If it was from another podcast I was listening to, um, that was from an I think an article or a tweet um, where someone said with the new Mac coming out, they might be bringing back MagSafe. Again, don't quote, but again, the charger for the Mac might be MagSafe again. Not like phone MagSafe, but actual like. MagSafe. Yeah, where it just was really... picture somebody slapping that big circular puck up against the back of their monitor to Yeah, on, no, on the back of the laptop, <laughs> like on the back of it. Like you just go, and you just yep. plop it on. No, it's like this giant magnet. They put that's this like big a... circular hole in the bottom of the, the MacBook that it sits <laughs> into when the la- no, laptop No, 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 it's like the size of a keyboard. You got to just like slam the whole back <laughs> of the Mac on it. And just poof, and then... It'll say it's charging, and you can't lift it up until it's done. It's like a toaster. I don't know. They're going to make you buy one of those, the 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 the, the Apple-made multiple chargers that have the pad for the, the watch and the, the MagSafe pad. you got to buy one of those because your MacBook Pro uses both of those to charge now with the new MagSafe. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Anyways, thank you all for listening. Uh, this is, you know, it's, it's, it's a fun experience for us because we get to just kind of talk and... We're just having fun. So, yeah. Don't be expecting anything serious because you're not going to get anything serious. Um, Obviously, we're going to be wrong about things. So, please don't be, you know, internet assholes and email us about this, that, and the other thing that we got wrong. You know, we're just kind of talking and being stupid and publishing it. Um, Yes. And at the same time, we might be, because again, we are still college students. So, it might not be the recording comes out uh the same day every week um it might fluctuate around um so i just wanted to point that out there because that was before the beginning of the show i'm just like i normally have math exams on fridays which means i have to study on thursday so i'm just saying that sometimes you get to deal with just me no we'll just reschedule the recording i mean who wants to listen to him not me oh that's your one Anyways, that's my one. Thank you for listening, everybody, and we'll see you next week. Yeah. Hey, so you got a desk, didn't you? I did get a desk. It is a Amazon desk. It, it, no, it's a Kubi desk. C-U-B-I. Kubi. 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 It's a Chinese company from that ships with Amazon. So, um, but. It's a nice desk. I think I sent you a picture of it. It is... Um, yeah, you did. It looks pretty sharp. It's a nice desk. I like it. Um, it was $150, which I think during COVID, I think all desks are expensive right now. Mm, well. but, but I I have been using it for a couple of days. I like it. I like it a lot. Have you put anything on that shelf that goes on the one side yet? Uh, a folder and some post notes. Oh, nice. So nothing useful. No. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, nice. I, I, I can't, I can't complain about the desk. It's really nice. I've, I've yet to build myself a desk yet. Uh, you know, we just moved into this house, so our, we've still got boxes laying all over the place, and 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 my jobby job is still, you know, in person. So I, I, I go to the office every day to do my work, um, including schoolwork. Uh. So I've I've yet to set myself up a a, a desk space. Um, I, what I'm thinking about doing is is a filing cabinet on the left side and a piece of like desktop material on the top, 
and then building like a two post rack into it on the right side um, that I can mount like switches and, you know, figure out how to rack mount our, our cable modem and, and, and that kind of thing just to get it off of the floor behind me because it looks pretty shoddy at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. All right. 